Welcome back to the Narrow Pod Between Pages, where we read The Narrow Road Between Desires page by page and then talk about it. This is page 61. What the boy might ask him next. Kostrel's third and final question waited like a tiger in the grass. Bast nodded encouragingly. I've heard that it is the way of things. Kostrel looked thoughtful. That's what Fullerian must do, he said, like cream on top of icing on a cake. I think so too, Bast said. The one I met, he stopped abruptly, face a mask of startled fear as he snapped his mouth shut, but it was obviously too late. Kostrel's head snapped up and suddenly his eyes glittering with animal excitement. You've met one of the fae? Bass grinned. His perfect teeth were like a bear trap. Yes. This time, Kostrel felt both the hook and line, but far too late. You bastard, he shouted furiously. I am, Bass admitted happily. You tricked me into asking that. I did, Bass said. It was a question related to this subject, and I answered it fully and without equivocation. Kostrel got to his feet and stormed off, only to come back a moment later, stomping heavily with his two big boots. Give me my penny, he demanded, holding out his hand. I'm Joy. I'm John. I'm Forever Finn. Yeah. <laughs> Good performance. Thanks. Very nice. Very yeah. Nice. I have I have a beef with with just a, a a little tiny bit of the way this is written here because there's a there's an opportunity for Bass to say I you know whatever three times and instead he answers uh, yes. So I, I you know I, I, to me it would it would I would like it better if it says you met one of the Fae and then Bass says I have. You bastard! I am. You tricked me into asking that. I did. <laughs> okay. But anyway, that's yeah. just a I, I see. I see what you're saying. Me. Um, but then his his mouth wouldn't just be closing like a bear trap. Well, th- this this like has that whole like genie in a bottle feel Sorry. to it, right? The whole... Oh yes, yes, Vin, you're you're right. Yeah, it's the it's the the tricky on the third on the third wish. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the whole the whole like trying to you know basically steal you of or like the monkey's paw or like mm-hmm. all these things. It's it's all all trickery and all fay and all just trying to like you know don't you have to be very succinct and deliberate of what you ask for when involved in magic. And now, not that they're doing magic, but they're 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 trading, and it's like you have to be direct. I think, well, especially in dealing with the Fae, you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Careful. That's a better word. Thank you. You know, there is, and I don't know what kind what we would actually call it, but like it's almost as though there is a kind of magic involved with Bast when it comes to these, you know, obligations, you know, I think like, there is. Yeah. Like, because it's so, it's so intrinsic 
you know, to him. Like he, he can't help but think in, in terms of, yeah, of these obligations and, and what does he, what does he have to do? What can he do? Um, et cetera. So. Yeah. You know, and I guess, and and Castro feels like he got short shrift. See, I don't think that he does. Well, he demands his money back. No, no, no. He was owed a penny in the first place. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he. I, I don't think he feels shortchanged at all. He knows that he played right into Bast's hands, and he was, uh, you know, honestly tricked. You know, he was. Right. He was. Uh, so he he storms off, realizes that he forgot his penny. Yeah. Yeah, he has a penny, and Bast also owes him the the lending of a book at some point too. Um, but uh, but no, he he's not he's not upset because he was cheated. He's upset because he let himself be tricked. Right, right. He's smart enough to know that he's he got duped, and therefore that's tough. Um. Both in The Lightning Tree and here, I'm truly, like, disgusted by the idea of cream on top of icing on cake. It sounds horrible, like, like way too much to me. I mean, maybe that's what Felurian is, like, way too much. I don't know. I never met her. Um, but um, it sounds like, like cloying, you know, like, yeah. too much. Well, hold on. You know, I, I hear what you're saying, but I have an anecdote. So just this... Uh, recently I was at a holiday party and someone brought a coconut cream pie and it was extravagant and it had, it was beautiful. It had curls of white chocolate on top and layers of, of like, of, of white, um, like cake that were soaked in cream and then shavings of coconut and more cream. And it was, it was intense and, and, but it was like, it was like a, over the top symphony of sweet coconut flavor in one direction. And it worked. It was like an award. It was an award-winning cake. Apparently some local um, kind of like a, a home baker, like a, you know, someone who produces baked goods out of their home and sells them on Instagram, that kind of deal. And it was fantastic. So there is something to be said for finding like the, this I guess ties into like the grammary situation, accentuating the coconut and like like building on it in so many ways, adding like here's the there's this layer of coconut, but then there's this part that's different. It's like the sugar shavings of coconut, and then this part is the creamy coconut, and then there's more coconut in this way, and then this this aspect of coconut, all coconut together, jammed together in your face. It was I couldn't finish the whole slice, but man, it was phenomenal while i was enjoying it uh two things one i hate coconut so every time you said the word coconut i was like you're not selling me secondly (laughs) with banana i don't know yeah i i don't um i think i would enjoy it more if i could have more than one bite unless it was a thing that was designed to be a bite right okay yeah yeah like the perfect bite kind of like if it was like a piece, you know, like a, a piece of chocolate that was, you know, the size of a marble or whatever. Okay, that's supposed to be a very intense experience. Yeah. But a piece of cake is supposed to be 
eaten in a slice. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm here for this conversation. <laughs> that, like most most cake is too sweet for me. Like I don't like the really sugary icing. I like the I like buttercream icing or like the cream cheese icing yeah. is better. Um in in Estonia, like the all of the, the like the baked goods, like cakes and stuff, have like these incredibly subtle flavors and i miss that a lot about desserts in in europe in eastern Um, europe at least because they are not like they're not like the super decadent you know like death by chocolate kind of kind of thing going on right Um, and yeah but maybe that's my cake uh uh glamoury Maybe to be like uh, fair to the metaphor or whatever, we could say that really it's more like a tres leches kind of cake where it's like you're doing the condensed milk and mm-hmm, you're doing mm-hmm. like so that way it's actually just like layers Evaporated of flavor yeah. woven together. Sweet condensed milk. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this um, is this is just that's the my favorite metaphor cake, by that the that the little bumpkin farm boy can come up with. So maybe he's not like the best. <laughs> <laughs> the best person to to come up with like a super uh apt like baking analogy <laughs> well, and I think, we, I think... we know in this world that sugar is very expensive because um mm-hmm. Kvothe mentions that only uh nobles would be able to keep like hummingbirds because only they could feed their pet right. sugar every day so yeah. we know it's expensive in this world as it used to be in ours um but yeah i just that metaphor like kind of didn't work for me, but I made it work now. <laughs> Good job. Don't cut Kostrel short. Um, he is not a bumpkin, right? I mean, perhaps he's a bumpkin by no. He's he's clever. He's clever. He's clever, but he's not educated. Fair. Yeah. All right. Well, we will uh, uh, temba his arms wide on tomorrow's uh, narrow page. Narrow page. Page.